Welcome to the Lose Weight, Live Life podcast. If you're a female professional or entrepreneur who would do anything to lose weight, yet finds it impossible to stick to a diet, to eat less, or just what you think you should, this podcast is for you. I am your host, Certified Life and Weight Coach, Claire McKenzie. Listen in to learn how to stop overeating, lose weight for the last time, and create a relationship with food and yourself that you love all without diet deprivation and self-sabotage. Hi, everybody, and a very warm welcome to episode number 19. So today I want to talk to you about overwhelm. Overwhelm has come up numerous times over the past week in both my mastermind and membership coaching programs and in my own coaching too. Overwhelm is something that many of us experience much of the time but it can be especially prevalent in the run-up to Christmas. So what is overwhelm? There are lots of definitions and meanings. The Cambridge Dictionary definitions of overwhelm include to feel sudden strong emotion, too much to deal with, and to defeat by force. Today we're focusing mainly on experiencing overwhelm as an emotion, a feeling related to the idea of having too much to deal with. So mostly when I think of overwhelm, I'm thinking of it as a feeling or emotion. But it's useful to note that overwhelm doesn't usually exist on its own. Like anxiety, it can be an emotion we layer on top of another emotion. So when I think of overwhelm, I relate to feeling pressured, stressed, indecisive, drained, confused, stuck, obligated, or lacking in confidence of something else in some way. So why and when does overwhelm tend to appear in our life? Overwhelm shows up in different ways for different people. So for me, it's usually around having too much to do and not enough time in which to do it. So I would call that sort of time scarcity. And occasionally it shows up around what I recognize as decision fatigue, where I feel that I don't have the energy to make another decision. Another way in which I see it show up for my clients is in relation to confusion and lack of confidence. For example, When I suggest to a client that they create a food framework based both on how they want to be eating for life and how they want to eat for the next couple of weeks, it can cause them some discomfort because they maybe want to follow a prescribed diet because, of course, there is so much choice. They may think they have to decide whether to eat low carb or low fat, paleo or keto, for example, because, of course, there are so many diets out there. They want to know which is the right one to choose and concern over getting it wrong may create feelings of overwhelm for them. And what I encourage them to do, rather than to think about what's right, is to think about what they want. By asking them to focus on what they know they like and dislike, what feels good in their body, and what fits with their family needs and lifestyle, they can then figure out what to do and leave overwhelm behind. Overwhelm may also show up in relation to a situation that appears to be a sort of big deal or what we might describe as a grave situation that maybe they've had no experience of dealing with before. Another area where I see overwhelm come up with my clients is around their interactions with other people. Often they feel demands are being made of them that they cannot meet or keep up with and this can cause frustration and overwhelm too. It may be working in a matrix organizational structure where you are working to meet the needs of multiple managers, or it could be relating to concern about how you manage the conflicting demands of your family. 
There are a wide variety of circumstances that can trigger thoughts that create feelings of overwhelm. And what's important here is that you stop and recognize that it's never a situation or event that causes feelings of overwhelm and always your thoughts and feelings about the situation or event. So going back to my time scarcity related overwhelm, my brain will tell me I have too much that I should or have to do and not enough time in which I must do it. It feels very factual and like the absolute truth to me. And yet thinking the way that I do is optional. And even though I know this logically and intellectually, it's difficult to step out of the overwhelm and rationalize that when I'm in it. I have to remind myself that I have exactly the same 24 hours in a day that everyone else on the planet has too. And that all of the things on my to-do list are things that I've decided must get done. And of course, I have the choice to also decide that they don't need to get done. I can remind myself it's my choice. Anyway, more about that later. Another experience I've had of overwhelm recently was on a visit to the supermarket. Now, going to the supermarket isn't something that I will typically find overwhelming. And it's something that I have acquired a skill and a confidence in doing over many decades. And yet in this new world of 2020, I've started to notice that I find supermarket shopping in my local supermarket, the one I've been to for years and years, overwhelming. And there are several contributing factors. First is that I have to wear a mask and my glasses steam up so I can't see properly. The second is that I've only been a handful of times in the past nine months because predominantly I shop online now. The third is that this particular supermarket has rearranged the shelves and the layout of all the food so that I cannot find the foods that I want because they aren't in their usual place. And fourthly, they are no longer stocking many of the items that they used to stock. So sometimes I can't even find them, even when I locate the right aisle and shelf. And I find myself feeling overwhelmed and wanting to leave as soon as possible and get out of there. But before I explore with you the impact of overwhelm, I want to look at my thoughts that are causing me to feel the overwhelm in this example of shopping in a supermarket that I've probably shopped in thousands of times before. And so my thoughts are, I should be able to see when I'm shopping. This environment feels uncomfortable. I can't find what I want quickly. It shouldn't take me this long to shop. I can't buy what I used to. And of course, these thoughts create feelings of uncertainty, low confidence and frustration. And these feelings together contribute towards me feeling overwhelmed. Now, what's interesting is that when I go to a supermarket I've not been to before, I don't experience the same feelings of overwhelm because I have a different set of expectations and different thoughts about the visit. I don't expect to feel the comfort and familiarity of expecting to be able to do the shop on autopilot. I don't have thoughts that the shopping should be quick because I know where everything is because I don't. And I don't expect that I should be able to get certain items because I don't know what they will have in stock. So the same experience in another store may not feel overwhelming to me because I would be having different thoughts about it. Okay, so let's move on and talk about the impact of overwhelm. So when we're feeling overwhelmed, we're not great at moving forward. There's lots of activity, but that activity is mostly in our head. That activity shows up as ruminating thoughts, more judgment, frustration, and sometimes stress. We can get stuck in a cycle so that it feels like we're spinning. The more we feel overwhelmed, the more thoughts that fuel overwhelm 
get layered on top. The more negative feelings we feel, the more stuck we feel, the more we feel the overwhelm. If we go back to the example of my overwhelming to-do list, when I feel overwhelmed about my to-do list, that to-do list is typically in my head. And I'm telling myself I can't get everything done and I feel overwhelmed. Now, a small logical part of me knows that the way to start moving forward and get out of overwhelm is to-do list down on paper. But I have thoughts along the lines of, I haven't got time to write out my to-do list. And that thought fuels the overwhelm. And then as I don't have my to-do list down on paper, I can't decide what I need to do to start and I start to feel confused. I think I don't know what to do next and that fuels the overwhelm and so it continues. So let's just say there is no upside to feeling overwhelmed. It just creates more thoughts that do the opposite than taking us into useful action. Okay, so here are my six strategies for overcoming overwhelm. Number one, be aware of what's going on. So the first thing to do is identify that you are feeling overwhelmed and to acknowledge it. It's being able to recognize it and pause and just say to yourself, I'm overwhelmed. And then I would also encourage you to acknowledge that overwhelm is created by your thoughts about a certain circumstance. And I would encourage you to also decide what it is or what they are. So acknowledge the overwhelm and then understand why you're feeling it. Identify the thought and the feeling and note that your thinking is optional and acknowledge that you have a choice as to whether you experience that overwhelm or not. Now, if you have a pattern of feeling overwhelmed in response to a certain trigger or thought pattern, it may be tricky to identify the cause, and that's okay. Just stick with being curious about it until you see what's going on for you. Just having this perspective of being able to observe your own overwhelm can be useful in helping you to overcome it. Okay, so number two, see that everything is a choice. Often when we are in overwhelm, we forget that we always get to choose. When I'm in overwhelm about my to-do list, I forget I created the list. I have a choice as to what I put on it. I get to decide what I do and don't do no matter what. This also comes up a lot with my clients. We're so used to talking to ourselves in a language based on what we must, could or should do. We forget we have a choice and it's useful to remind yourself of that. In the moment, your brain will likely tell you that you don't have a choice and it's all non-negotiable. And I want you to know that that's not true. You always have a choice. You always get to decide what you put on your food framework, for example. You get to decide whether you make dinner for your family, whether you show up at work. When you can see things as a choice, you release some of the pressure that you put upon yourself. Okay, number three, remember you have enough time to do what you want to do and deal with your time scarcity. When you're feeling overwhelmed because you think that you don't have enough time, your brain can't be trusted. You have a very poor perception as to how many things you have on your to-do list and how long you have to get them done and what must be done. It's a bit like when you've eaten some things you've not planned and the next day your brain is telling you that you ate all the things and you ate so much. And then when you follow the practice that I encourage you to follow that helps you explore and learn and move on from your eating and you write down precisely what it was you ate, you immediately see that maybe it's not as much as your brain was telling you that it was. Maybe you didn't actually eat that much at all. And it's the same thing with all the things on your to-do list. 
And it's likely when you're in overwhelm about your to-do list that you are very resistant to writing it all down and putting those things down on your calendar. But I really encourage you to do just that. You use different parts of your brain for planning and executing. And so when you try and execute without the plan, it can feel arduous and difficult and you're much more likely to find yourself in overwhelm. The same occurs if you try to plan when you're also telling yourself you should be executing. You get stuck. So this strategy here for dealing with time scarcity is to give yourself a little amount of time to plan separately to the time you give yourself to execute on the plan. Number four, make decisions quickly and move on. Thoughts around not knowing what to decide can also create overwhelm. Sometimes we tell ourselves we need time to decide when the truth is all deciding takes place in an instant. When you tell yourself you can't decide, that indecision will be fueled by your thinking that there is a better decision based on things that may or may not happen in the future that you have no way of predicting in the here and now. Explore how you can make the best decision on the information you have available to you in the moment and then move on. The more you do this, the easier it gets and the less overwhelmed you will feel and the less overwhelmed you feel, the better decisions you will make. Number five is exercise constraint. We live in a world of excess and plenty. How many different brands, flavors and intensities of coffee capsule do we have to choose from? How many TV programs on Sky and Netflix and Prime? Never have we had so much choice. Never have we had so many channels of communication open to us simultaneously. And our brain hasn't quite caught up. Our brain is still running old software designed for a world where we live a much simpler life. And so we can end up thinking thoughts like, it's too much. I don't know what's best. I can't keep up. Seemingly insignificant thoughts that get delegated to our subconscious so that we're unaware of them until overwhelm creeps in. Thinking about this now, I'm reminded of that social media post that I see from time to time. It goes, my mind is like an internet browser. At least 19 tabs open, three of them are frozen, and I have no clue where the music is coming from. It certainly resonates for me. And so I encourage you to exercise constraint. Constrain how many tabs you open in your mind, ideally one at a time, and constrain how many tabs you need to open in total. How can you simplify your life? What don't you need? What areas of your life can you take this approach with? I've taken this approach with my food shopping. I don't need anything that isn't nourishing and good for me in my standard online food shop. No fizzy drinks, no biscuits, no chocolate, no crisps or cake, and no pasta. I don't even have to think about whether I want to get any of it. We just don't have them in our house. I get bagels for my son as he's the only one that eats bread and ice cream from time to time for my daughter because that's what she likes as a treat. It's so much easier. And if I'm back in that local supermarket feeling overwhelmed, at least I can cut out a whole load of aisles of processed and refined food. Okay, number six is to jump into problem solving mode by asking empowering questions. Remember that when you're feeling overwhelmed, your primal brain is mostly in charge because it wants to protect you from the perceived threat, even if it's your own thoughts causing you the discomfort. It can be difficult to think clearly and moving forward can feel difficult too. Asking yourself empowering questions is one way you can jump from primal brain thinking to executive brain thinking and subsequently take yourself out of overwhelm too. 
I do this all the time with my daily journaling. It can be as simple as making a note of what's going on and then asking myself, what's the outcome that I want here? How do I want to feel right now? And you can try this by being specific about the thing you are overwhelmed about, or you can try it about the overwhelm itself. So remember, the first tip was to be aware. Once you are aware of and acknowledge your overwhelm, you might find simply accepting it. So saying something to yourself like, I'm feeling overwhelmed right now, and that's okay. Followed by an empowering question like, what's the outcome I want here? might be enough to pause the overwhelm for you to think and or feel your way out of it. So for example, when I ask myself, what's the outcome I want here in relation to my to-do list overwhelm? It might be, I let go of the overwhelm and get one small thing done. When I remind myself that I can feel better by making one small action, moving forward feels so much more achievable. I'm focusing on the next task or the smallest task, not the whole to-do list. And the overwhelm will subside because a small task doesn't create overwhelm for me. And once I've completed that one task, my energy will shift and it will be much easier to do the next one. Note that when we are in overwhelm, we're never taking action. If we are taking action, we have stepped out of overwhelm. When we are in overwhelm, all of our action is in our mind. It's all in our thinking and our feelings about what we could or should be doing. So let me recap. Overwhelm is an emotion, a feeling, which is a one-word description of a vibration in your body. There is no upside to overwhelm. It does not help us to get things done or be more productive. In fact, it's just the opposite. Overwhelm keeps us spinning our wheels and stuck. It prevents us getting stuff done, which perpetuates more overwhelm. Overwhelm always surfaces in response to our thinking and never the circumstances about which we are having those thoughts. And the six strategies I'm suggesting for helping you to overcome overwhelm are, number one, being aware of your overwhelm, identifying it, naming it, being curious about it and not judging it. Number two, remembering that everything is a choice, that you don't need to do anything. You get to decide what does and doesn't go on your to-do list. Number three, remembering you have enough time to do what you want to do. Number four, make decisions quickly and move on. Number five, exercise constraint. And number six, jump into problem-solving mode by asking empowering questions. Okay, so that's it for today. I wish you a marvellous week. Thank you for listening and take care. If you enjoyed listening to this podcast and are ready to live a more intentional life, lose weight as a part of that journey, and create a relationship with food and yourself that you love, then I would be honored to be your coach. There are two ways that you can work with me. You can join my monthly membership program, My One Life Academy, that gives you self-paced learning, supported by twice-weekly live calls, and a whole lot more. Or you can join the waiting list for my next six-month lose weight, live life, group coaching, mastermind intensive. Go to www.thebestyou.coach forward slash coaching to find out all the details.